Hello and welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents. This is Hot Takes. We just saw a new movie and it was the newest Marvel movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. And I'm here with the wonderful... Full of pep, mm. spring in his step, Mike Burge. Thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Happy to be here. We uh, we just ate a bunch of food at Chili's. Uh, we <laughs> don't have any endorsements per se, but I have a bit of a stomach ache, and so we're going to power through yeah. this Hot Takes. Um, if you're not familiar with the Hot Takes format, it is us going to see a new movie and then coming back to the microphone for our spiciest take on what we just saw. And we'll try and keep it spoiler free for the first little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you want to listen into this first bit and then hit the pause button, go watch Quantum Mania, come back and then get the real beef, the hot dish with spoilies. That'll be in the latter half of this episode. Um, Hot Takes is not the only Story Screen Presents podcast. We have a number of excellent shows and reviews and videos and all kinds of other good stuff over on our website, storyscreenbeacon.com and under Story Screen Presents, wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, uh, SoundCloud, you name it. We've got Cathoid Raidcast with our TV shows. We've got Bebe's new uh, Story Screen Reports. Reports, Mm -hmm. which is hot news. And you can listen to Robbie and Mike Burge talk about all kinds of good stuff on that last episode. I won't go into details because I want you to check it out. But without further ado, your spoiler-free take of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. Mr. Michael Burge. All right. So this is going to be an episode. Um, (laughs) So... We're recording this on Sunday, February 19th. The movie's been out for a couple days now. And, uh, you know, we're posting this the following day. So if you're listening to this... We saw a matinee. You know, uh, you're probably aware of some of the general feedback to this movie so the general far. General beef. It's, it's, uh, it's been... People have been talking about it online. I've been dodging spoilers left and right, but... Um, went in clean, didn't really know anything that I didn't get from advertising and such. Same. Um, it's not good. It's not great, Bob. It's not, um, <laughs> you know, but also like, it's, it's an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, okay, so give me your hot take. Give me your hot best. take of the Ant-Mans. I mean. Rank them. Rank them? Yeah. Rank the Ant-Mans probably for me. In the order they came out? In the order they came out. I yeah, mean, the, that's probably... The first probably... one's like pretty charming and good. And Joe has, Cornish, like, some fun stuff. looking at you, bud. And then the second one was it's a little okay. bit of like, you know, it was that odd palate cleanser kind of thing that the first one was to after like Age of Ultron. This sure. one was the palate cleanser to after right. uh, Infinity War. And now this one is just kind of like the beginning of phase five going into... You know, um, Kang the Conqueror being like the big bad, supposedly, that uh, is going to be messing around with our team Avengers um, for the next, I don't know, 25 years. Team Avengers World Police. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The movie is like exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I guess that that is saying something kind about it. 
I, I don't really want to be mean to the movie because I think that it is, I think that it's pretty campy by accident. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a pretty bad script. Um, there's just a lot of the basic Marvel stuff going on in there that's just like very basic bitch stuff where it's like, you know, they've got too much going on and uh, they're trying to set a bunch of stuff up while also playing up the movies and stories and characters own themes and everything and trying to find a nice balance between that. And sometimes the movies don't do it well, but they still kind of work, at least for me, entertaining wise. I will say this one, it's two hours and five minutes long. So not the longest thing in the world. I did feel like it did go by quite well. It's entertaining enough, yeah. but at the end of the day, it just really felt like nothing happened. Sure. Um, of consequence. Of consequence, <laughs> and you know we'll get into this more in um, the more specifically in the spoilers and stuff. But uh, I think that this was a really bad way to introduce Kang. Kang, you know, obviously he got spoiler for Loki. Yeah, you know, he's, he's introduced in Loki, and everything was introduced in the last episode of Loki. And this is not the same Kang. As Loki. They do a good job of setting all of that stuff up too, continuing what they were talking about and Loki with that too. But I don't want to get too much into that in the first upfront here. There's plenty to talk about sure. with that in the spoiler section. What, do, what did you think? I do enjoy Jonathan Majors and he oh, is he is having a moment. Um and I'm I'm all for that. Uh I'll go with my positives. My positives were Paul Rudd, always endearing, still mm-hmm. fun, still cute. Still kind of playing a little dumb, which I feel like he doesn't do quite as well as he did in the first movie because now more has happened. So Mm -hmm. you kind of expect more from him um, because now he's better at being Ant-Man. But I think maybe we kind of forget that as a character, he's not supposed to be a scientist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Evangeline Lilly, looking kick-ass. Not talking all that much, but being kick-butt as an action accomplice. And I would say Mama and Papa, Michael Douglas, looked surprisingly awesome. And so did Michelle Pfeiffer. So they were spicy. They looked good. And there were some other good, you know, there's some good new people, like the new version of Cassie, who I didn't recognize initially, but I realized after the fact that She's from Detective Pikachu, mm-hmm. and that's what I had remembered her from. She, freaky. Uh, well, I haven't seen Freaky, mm-hmm. but I hear she's great. And my other dude that I really like is William Jackson Harper. But Midsummer, Midsummer, The Good Place. I would have liked to have seen more of him mm-hmm. in this movie. But yeah, it's a lot of you know the world building. The visuals are cool, but because so much of it is animated or CG or whatever, it does feel like not a lot is real. Yeah. And, and so I feel like that's the also stakes just are like weird. A, like that's <laughs> like kind of like I don't really blame the movie too much for the environment. It's just more like the execution. Marvel has not been really well known uh, for um, treating the people that create those effects humanely, but also producing like things that look good yeah um notoriously i got in trouble for talking about how playing the avatar trailer right before black panther was a bad idea 
because uh, everyone's like, wow, look at how amazing that looks. And then it's another movie with a bunch of people underwater. And you're like, this does not look great. Uh-oh. By comparison. Yeah, By comparison, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, there's a couple weird like Avatar-ish type moments in this movie, too, that are just like you can kind of feel them trying to rib on Cameron's ability to be able to do some of that stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. You don't come at Big Jim like that. He he knows what he's doing. Leave that to him. <laughs> you don't come at Big Jim. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, I would say that, you know, I had pretty low expectations going into this movie, but, and there, and I think you're right, there is a little bit of campiness to it. There's like a little bit of the like most Eisley walking into the bar with all of the creatures. Yeah. Uh, we got, you know, some cameos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him in the trailer, but Bill Murray's in it. Yeah, the campiness you know. just doesn't, like at times feels like equally over, this is going to seem redundant, but equally like overdone, but also like undercooked. I would have liked more and, campiness, actually. Yeah, like to that point where you're like, I can't tell if this is intentional. Like, it, yeah. it, it's so silly and ridiculous at points where you're like, this has to be being funny on purpose. You know, but whereas like Guardians is really goes for it in that territory at times mm-hmm. and is really funny, I wanted this to stay funny, but it kept having the like. Michelle Pfeiffer, Hope Van Dyne being secretly afraid of Kang before we see him, mm-hmm. that I felt like that detracted from the campy humor and like the introduction of other species and things like that. Yeah. So it, it could have been more fun than it was, but it was, it was fun. <coughs> I, <laughs> it was funnish. I wouldn't say that it's bad. It's not good. It's just not great. You know? It's not great. Not good is what I would say. Like, I I just, like, it's kind of one of those things where, like, again, like what you said, like, the, 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 the fact that it just takes place in this, like, weird, like, Space Jam world. Space Jam! Is just... A little distracting from time to time, but that's kind of baked into the very core of it. Like, they're in, like, the quantum realm for most of the runtime of this movie. So, and that is not a, like, you know, you could try and build sets, um, but they don't seem very interested in doing that. Um, sure. So, you know, and even with all the, you know, the, 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 whatever, what do they call it? The vortex or the, the, the big wall that they use in Mandalorian and stuff like that. You know, it just, like, it's, it still just doesn't look that good. Um I think mainly because of also the the quantum realm needs to be kind of fantastical and otherworldly, whereas, you know, in The Mandalorian, it's mainly like, you know... Desert. It's landscapes <laughs> or environments that, were, that yeah. we've seen before that we're kind of used to. It's true. It's easier for your brain to kind of reckon with that yeah. uncanny valley of it. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's like, you know, but it's, you know, you can do stuff like that that like feels weird... I, I like for some reason it popped into my head. Like, do you remember an in Interstellar where Christopher Nolan had um, like a bunch of crops of corn planted um, by mountains so that he could film cornfields by mountains, which is where they're not usually yeah, they're filmed not usually. because like that would make sense for the world and like the Dust Bowl and everything that's going on. Corn's the only thing that they can grow, so they would grow it everywhere. But also, like, part of your brain is kind of like, that's not how I'm used to seeing cornfields. That's sure. usually, like, flat and all that stuff. So it's like, it, it's, I don't know why that popped into my head where it's like, he did that practically, even though it's insane. He planted a bunch of corns <laughs> to, for, like, the movie to do it practically. But, like, the quantum realm is not a cornfield in front of mountains. You need to have weird tentacles and things floating in the sure. air and all these yeah. different people and... It's just very odd when you kind of just get a couple people who are like, 
we are humanoids and humans. And then there's a guy with like a big tube on his head. And sure. You know, there's like a big like little jelly guy, you know, yeah. it's, it's it, it becomes a little I much. I enjoy jelly guy, be, though, to be fair. It needs to be balanced correctly, I think, to make it equal parts entertaining and fun, but also affecting. Yeah. It's that whole thing where it's like, this doesn't seem real. I don't feel like anybody's actually in danger. Right. I would say when we get into spoiler town, we can talk a little bit about the things that I think did work mm. well or better and maybe what we would have wanted to see more of. Um, but yeah, overall, I give this, you know, we saw this as a matinee on a Sunday afternoon. No. I feel like that's what it is. It's the starting <laughs> off Marvel's 2023. I mean, the next one is going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It's going to be the closer for that. Yeah. And then after that, we're getting the Marvels, which is going to be this really cool kind of like crossover yeah, event. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. neat. Uh, so I feel like this one was, you know, let's get Kang in there, get him started. Yeah. I don't know what part Kang is going to play in... Um, I highly doubt he's in Guardians in any capacity. Um, and might play some role in Marvels. We don't know. But I feel like Dinner. they're kind of share it. Yeah. Saving that up for like Kang Dynasty stuff and Secret Wars, multi more multiverse kind of stuff. But it just kind of sucks because it's like I don't have Marvel fatigue. I enjoy watching these movies I and do the too. TV shows. I think that they're a lot of fun. And I think the TV shows have been really it, awesome. It's a fun ongoing experiment. Yeah. It's like, well, they pulled it off with Endgame 10 years and they did it. Now it's kind of like, well, what can they keep going? And so far, I think the answer is kind of, sort of. Yeah. But there is this kind of oversaturation of certain elements. Like the multiverse thing, I'm kind of already like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. We, we've done a bunch of this now. I think we we hit it but with Doctor just Strange. Like, but they're just getting started. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, man, like our, like there are we got three more movies coming out that multiverse. are multiverse. That. Yeah, yeah so. that's true. And I feel like Loki did a really good job of that. So I'm more interested in seeing season two of Loki mm. than I am and seeing it in so many of the films. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to jump into spoiler town. Spoilies. Spoilies for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Which has Ant-Man in the title. Marvel Madness. Can you believe it? Quantumania. Peeps, Pepsi flavor, Peepsies. Peepsies. Peepsies was right there. All right, we'll be right back. And we're back. Back. We're Already. back. Story Screen presents Hot Takes. Ant-Man and the Wild. Quantum Mania. February 2023. <laughs> Corey Stoll. Corey, Corey Stoll. Stoll. Can we talk? We're in spoiler town. Let's talk that. Corey Stoll looking like a Humpty Dumpty oh, motherfucker, Moda. See, that's the thing. Like, everybody was making fun of it from the trailers and stuff. I'm like, well, let's see what they do. Yeah. And it's not great. It's not great, I'm, Bob. I'm like, not great. This can't, can't be by accident. What the fuck is going on? Nah. <laughs> I mean, you started losing it when he first showed up and like reveals his little. His face is his ridiculously large. Face. Yeah. I mean, that's what Modoc is, and it makes sense, like from the comics and everything like that, but it's like also just like. It's also you Corey Stoll. That, it just looks like, yeah, it just looks like his like face is just stretched. A fucking not really there. Yeah. 
Um, yes. Yeah, no, you started losing it and laughing. And you're covering your mouth and just trying to maintain everything. And the rest of the crowd in the theater kind of seemed to be grabbing onto that, too. They were like, we're supposed to be laughing at this, right? And I think you are, but like that, I was just confused by like that reveal. You that were moment. just confused. I was just confused. And then like the characters start making fun of him, too. So I'm like, okay, so they're in on the joke that he looks ridiculous. Modoc is a ridiculous that he is baby like type character. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and I think that ultimately with Corey Stahl's like arc in this, like they do a good job with that. That had some making of like, it silly, some of the sillier stuff, but also like kind of poking fun because he he was the bad guy in the first one, and right. kind of mixing those things together to create Modok and and Darren like having like this kind of connection, and like that was fun. That was fun, but like that's me grasping at fun things, you know, <laughs> and just being like, yeah. Look, did I enjoy it while it was happening? A little bit. Did I forget it almost immediately? Yeah, because there's like 10 other things going on in this movie that they immediately jump to. That's true. Where it's like at the point where like they're like, hi, I bet you forgot about this. Surprise, it's back. And I was like, you are correct. I I did forget about that because you did not spend a lot of time setting that up. Drinking the goo. Yeah. Drinking the goo is fun. I I always like any... um, any creature. That was very like Douglas Adams. Yes. You know, very yeah. like, you know, I like it when somebody's got to like swallow a fish. Sure. Or, you know, put a bug in their ear to be, to able, be able to like to... understand people. Yeah. And like, no, I always I... like that about Star Trek that like the transmitters yes. automatically translate. translate anybody. And you ne- they never bring it up really because they're right. usually on the ship being diplomatic and stuff. Sure. But anytime they don't have their translator and something's just like, yeah, and exactly. Like, oh, and then they're like, our they're like, wait a minute, this thing's not turned on. Yeah. yeah. I did keep thinking about the video that I shared over story screens, Instagram, uh, that is just Michael Douglas slapping his thigh going ants, ants. And I just, I kept thinking about it throughout the second half of this movie. And it just made it that much better for me. I needed that to actually happen though, because it would have been really good. So yeah, the, you know, the ants do come back. The ants are back. Of course. The ants are highly evolved. In, for an Ant-Man Ant- movie, light on the ants. It is light uh, on the ants. Um, you know, there's some shrinking and stuff going on and getting bigs. Yeah, I like the, you know, I almost felt like they could have spent a little bit more time uh-huh. on the, like, yes. Cassie Lang trying to learn, that is one. learn mm-hmm. the skills, like, with the brief exchanges between her and Paul Rudd being like, this is how you use the suit. Yeah. No, you got to throw your punch as you're jumping. You know, mm-hmm. like that was like two seconds. You got the Scott Lang dad. You got the illusion to him not being around, even though it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got the new new Cassie Lang being a criminal as well, I guess, mm-hmm. but with a heart of gold. Yeah. I mean, that's also like what he was doing, like in the first one. He felt bad because he went to prison for doing like a fairly, um, a morally okay crime, but still a crime. Like yeah. he was trying to take down like a cyber company or something like that. And uh, he was in prison for a while and he missed out on Cassie growing up a bit. So you can tell why this will kind of affect him. Sure. I love that he was like gone for another like Chunk few of time. years that just like took away. Yeah. He's like, I'm missing everything. Right. Um, and it's funny that the trailers like really kind of present Kang's initial um, 
his initial plan of like attempting to utilize Ant-Man as I can get you what you want, like yeah. time and stuff like that. And that's not in the movie. It's more it's kind of like presented as something that he more says to uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. And in this one, he's just like, I'm going to kill your fucking daughter. Right. If you don't do it. And you're like, I okay. really, I really thought it was going to come into play where Kang was going to sort of offer to Scott Lang. Like I can send you back so that you don't miss any of Cassie's childhood, like yeah. that you can go back and reclaim the time you missed during the blip. Yeah. And I thought that that was sort of going to be like a temptation island where he was going to consider that as an option. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they miss out on that opportunity with like the fact that Janet is the only one who knows. Right. And she's not with Scott and Cassie. So like that's the perfect opportunity for them to be like... Maybe you know, this for, guy for isn't Kane so bad. To, for Kane to pull on like the, the ruse of just, yeah. like, we, he's done it before. We saw that he did it, you know, earlier right. with Janet and stuff like that. Like, we know Kane's bad, but like, right. Ant-Man doesn't. This is true. But he's immediately suspicious of him, which like, sure, I guess so. Okay. Um, I mean, he does lock them up. If he hadn't locked them up. Right. They, well, Modoc locks kind of them like, up. Yeah, yeah. And then he like, arrives. And it's like, I wonder if like, if. I don't know. The movie would have been more interesting yeah. if, like, there was <laughs> Aww, a little yeah. bit more of, like, a kind of, like, reveal of Kang. Like, Jonathan Majors is an amazing actor. He's great. And he's very good in this. However, you can tell that this is... This is the early... This interesting is the dialed about down him is that version. he's going to get to do so many different versions of these. It's not yeah. just going to be, you know, um, you know, the one who keeps or whatever uh, from Loki... Which I like. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're very different characters and you can tell like, oh, that's probably how they were able to like talk Jonathan Majors into doing these roles for so long other than like a truckload of cash being pulled up to his driveway. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you get to kind of and play getting, different versions of him these getting characters. paid to work out for every movie. I mean, he's just like, you know. He's getting so fucking ripped. He's, 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 he looks ooh, good. He's ooh, taking ooh, care ooh. of himself. I love it. What did you say? You were like, Jonathan Majors hasn't drank a Pepsi in a, the last yeah. five years. And then we were like, wait, the commercials for Pepsi Zero. <laughs> for maybe Creed, yeah. maybe he had a Pepsi maybe, Zero. Maybe he had a Pepsi Zero at some point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't really. Also, I was thinking about um, in this movie. He doesn't really uh, derobe that much. He doesn't. Uh, we get a little bit of arm at the end. Did you hear me? Yeah, you went woo woo. Yeah, I went woo woo when woo-woo. his when his uniform mm-hmm. protection whatever. But that was got it. ripped off, and you we just, got to see one beefy you arm. Just get the beefy one beefy arm, and I thought about um, Mads Mikkelsen's line in Casino Royale when he's got Daniel Craig tied to the chair naked, and he's like, "You've taken care of your body. What <laughs> a waste." <laughs> You know, you're just like, show me more. Like, uh, oh, boy. Such oh boy. a waste. Such a waste. Uh, yeah, such a waste. I mean, what a waste. I the, cool, the parts that I found to be the coolest that I wanted more of were when we got the many Ant-Mans. Many Ant-Mans, yeah. So when we had Scott finally going to get this orb of power, you know, whatever... And then all of a sudden they were like, it's crazy in there. You have to survive all these things, all these possibilities. You're Schrodinger's cat. I was like, this is cool. This is the type of Ant-Man weird shit I want. This mm-hmm. is this is what I want out of the multiverse. I want the like, I mean, yeah, it was, not knowing it what's was real. It giving me like first Doctor Strange vibes. Yeah, it was giving like me how, Doctor Strange. How exciting that was the first time you saw it and you were like, wow. And then they, they, they do it a little bit more in other movies. And yeah. It starts to become a little desaturated, you know? Right. Like, that's, that's why the first Ant-Man, I think, is 
the best of the bunch because like there is that kind of you get the origin story in there which is like a story so you can't argue that at least there's a story there's an arc there and this one is just kind of like yeah i guess i'm doing okay boy oh boy i sure wish i got to see more of my daughter okay my daughter's gonna die saved her i guess everything's gonna be okay and you're like what are we doing here (laughs) Like, we're in spoiler time now, too. And it's like pretty much with the exception of Cassie Lang, you know, being introduced to become stature in um, Young Avengers. Mm. um, There's really not a whole lot else that happens. Janet opens up to her family a little bit more, but there's really no they're already having a great relationship. There's no something there's nothing happening that I mean her it's revealing cool it's cool to get the backstory more right, of her yeah. time but nothing her relationship with everybody doesn't change yeah. it's not like hopes like i'm so happy that you finally are able to share things with me and even if she did say that it's like that's it yeah you know like yeah. your time spent like nobody asked any questions like so you were down there for 30 years hey <laughs> what happened yeah you got a story and she was like i just don't want to talk about it I right make pizzas big yeah um, while I, we're on Hope real quick. I, I love Evangeline Lilly, but yeah. Tell Are me. they still together in this yeah. movie? Yeah. Are they? Yeah. They just look like friends. You know, at the, the last part of the movie, uh-huh. they say, I love you to each other. Friends say that and all the time. No, I... It, they seem... There seems to... They just seemed very distant. Well, I think she didn't, like, make out with him because he had just gotten this shit beat out of him and his face was Well, that's bleeding. true. They don't need to kiss. Oh, so, well, I would have preferred it, but... Well, if she, like put her face on his face and said, I love you to him, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I, I they're together, okay. they're together, but they've never been. It's, it's more just like, they don't really get that many scenes together. They really do not. For a movie where the first part of it is called Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of scenes with Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp. Well, if it, you kind of get that, that's sort of the weird arc of the Ant-Man movies. It's sort of like they have the like, will they end up together? And then you get the cameo of them like making out for like two seconds mm-hmm. in that first one. And then in the second one, they are a team and then they're navigating being together and being a team. Yep. And then this one, they're really not together the entire movie. Mm. She's with her parents and he's with his daughter. I mean, I just, Evangeline Lilly just seems checked out in this movie. It man. seems it, every time she was like on, a waste. Like, yeah. Hell? Such a, a waste. waste. And she's pretty kick butt and she looks great and she gets to do cool fighting things, but it's sort of like, me criticizing Zoe Saldana in the last Avatar movie because she was kicking butt, but mm-hmm. she had barely any dialogue. Barely any dialogue, but also, and I'm not going to argue that, but also she she is like, without getting too specific people who haven't seen the masterpiece Avatar, colon the way of water yet, <laughs> she is really running half of that third act. And because that kind of comes out of nowhere, the rest of the movie doesn't treat her with the same amount of time that Jake Sully gets. It's really focusing on the kids, but it brings Jake Sully in a lot more because he was the main character of the first one, even though Saldana was the secondary. Jake Sully. Um, But it, yeah, I'm not going to argue that the movie doesn't kind of push her to the side from time to time, but she does get some of the best moments in the ending of that movie, I think. Fair. Um, Fair enough. I just would have liked her... To have talked a little more. I just kept thinking about the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer while watching this movie, too. And I was and like, I wish they would just put that back on real yeah. quick. Get me jazzed again. That is going to make me cry. It is. I love, there's this, no one's talking about this. What? And I'm going to talk about it. There's this fucking look, uh, th- this like 
uh, expression with her mouth that Gamora does at the end of the Guardians 3 trailer where she's like, person that you're talking about doesn't sound me. It sounds like her. And she's got like this like yeah. real just like, like kind of thing. And I, like I just every time I see it, I'm just like, that's acting right there. Look at that. Like, that's so good. <laughs> Uh, Not a whole lot of that in this movie. However, Michelle Pfeiffer is on fire. She looks fantastic. She looks fantastic. Smoking. Her scenes with Jonathan Majors. Good. Good. I um, Is it implied that she also went to Bangtown with Jonathan Majors? No. No. Okay. Because that was early when she was there? I don't think... I think that's because that was probably like a friendship a friendship. Okay. When she I mean, hadn't she, she met. She said too, she has needs. Yeah, but I think that was more implied like, uh, you know, he's probably the same age as her child. Sure. Yeah. So that was. Even though he's probably not. Oh, even he's though he's probably, probably not. I mean, look, I like Ghostbusters just as much as anybody else. But if I had to pick between banging Bill Murray or Jonathan Majors. 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 I pick Majors. Even Bill Majors. Murray, like Majors. in his heyday. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> what's he's, the sexiest Bill Murray Caddyshack. When was he the sexiest? Was that Caddyshack? Stripes. Yeah. Stripes. Stripes. Mm. Scrooge, he's a little rough. Groundhog Day, he's a little rough. It's but your like, preference. Groundhog really. Day is my type of rough. I'm like like an old fixer up, fix him upper. Steve Zizou. Uh, oh, that might. Oh, you know what? Ooh, so handsome. Rushmore. I mean, pretty. No, he's I not. Think he's pretty snacky in that. He's. On purpose, a mess. I know. Rushmore. That's what I mean. That, I that. I that says more to you than to <laughs> more about you. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 But yeah. All the scenes with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors are really good because that's just like the thing that happens. I think for the most part, accidentally in Marvel movies, when they're just like, "Oh, whoopsie daisy!" This really good actor that we hired to be in some of this other movie is now in this movie with this other really good actor that we hired to be in this one and we put them in a scene together and oh my God, it feels like a movie. Hmm. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is in just a teensy, teensy little bit of Ant-Man and the Wasp. You know, right. she's much like a very smaller character in that. And in this one, she's got more to do and she's very much at the forefront of like exposition. She's, she's stuff like tortured. That. Yeah. But guilty. like the scenes with them are just like, I really don't know. I like, I, I'm just like, you think Jonathan Majors does such a great job being sweet sure. and earnest at first. He does. And then switching over. But I truly do believe that he likes Janet. Yeah. That he's like. Well, he feels betrayed. We have, so that's he why he's angry. He feels betrayed and he's angry. Yeah. I love it when he calls Hope Jelly Bean. I love it when yeah. people do shit like that. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, he's I like, know who you are. I've heard about you. Yeah. I know the backs. Oh, your mm-hmm. mom hasn't told you about me. Well, all right. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I'm looking over at our hanky panky cat who's crashed out. Yeah. And he looks extra cute, extra toe beans right yeah, now. Yeah, he gets a little jealous when we record because it's like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Yeah, he tries to walk on the keyboard. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. yeah. Other important things. Uh, important we things. Got, um, we did get to see many, many Kangs for a minute, which was really entertaining. Santa Fe spring rolls and mozzarella sticks. <laughs> oh, maybe that's why I don't feel so good. And chicken wings. Can you don't talk about it? I don't feel so good. And beer. Please don't talk about that it anymore. That was our dinner before Just doing don't, this. Don't right. talk about it anymore. I don't feel so good. No. Yeah. It's it was, not, I, know, <laughs> I know it was my idea. It was, it was. my suggestion. As soon as, as soon as the credits start rolling, not even like the, the, post, the first post credit scene, the credits start rolling diana like 
turns to me well, in that in that in that salty, snaky voice of hers and goes, Do you wanna go to Chili's? Well, I was thinking about Tex Mex egg rolls yeah, for like the last that, yes. fifteen minutes of the movie, no mm-hmm. joke. And I think that's what got me through. But now I don't feel so good. So yeah. sorry. I think I had too much cheese, which as as an adult does, they can't process that shit anymore. Mm. But tastes um, so good. But we did get to see many, many Kangs for like two seconds. The post-credit stuff, yeah. yeah. We, get, we get many Kangs. So the the allusion to the, it would be worse for mm-hmm. you if you don't let Kang in this movie destroy everything. There's going to be more of him doing bad things because it's all the Kangs. All the Kangs doing stuff, being weird. Uh, they're in like a, 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 a cute little coliseum. A coliseum of Kangs. Uh-huh. And they're all like... Uh, Huzzah! They're yeah. having a fun time. Yep. There's three major ones that are like they must be the they that the exiled they that him. Exiled him. The the big the biggins. Um, and then we get a very very quick snippet of Loki. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, that's the and the Owen last, Wilson last, yeah. at the very end. Yeah, from seeing from an old, teeing up season an two, old timey Kang, old timey Kang being like, "Oh, ye old time vaporizer." Yeah, yeah. What if time travel could be a thing? And and old timey Owen Wilson being like, I, I, "He looks pretty nice. Looks what's pretty the nice. what's yeah. the problem?" You know. So I and thought Loki's you said he was scary. And and yeah, Loki looks. Then very a ghost scary. that fades to black, and someone someone in the back of our theater went, "Oh, he went to the past. He's not dead." And I'm like, this movie is confusing a lot of people because <laughs> it's not very straightforward on it. it. We saw it with uh, two friends. Confusing. We saw it with two friends, one of which had not seen Loki. Right. And so was and was actively the more confused of the four of us. With like, I think I got it, but like also, uh. I, I, I don't know. Was I supposed to get it all? Right. I kind of think like you're not supposed to get it all, which again can be tossed up to bad screenwriting or like <laughs> mystery. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Foreshadowing mm-hmm. mysteries that maybe will come to light later. One can hope, but uh, all right. Uh, okay. I, uh, I liked uh, the little bloopy bloop guy. The jelly guy? The jelly guy. Who wanted more holes? Who wanted more holes. I liked him too. He was drink the goo. Uh, The ants show up. Uh, And that's like, that's the biggest thing. The weird part where the ants actually show up? The, the, it's simultaneously the weirdest issue and maybe the biggest issue that I have with this is that if you're going to be introducing Kang, the Conqueror, as your next big villain, maybe don't have his first fight be with ant-man no disrespect but mm, like mm, paul mm. rudd is like landing some punches yeah and he's not even like getting little getting big punches it's like regular just paul rudd scott lang punches, punches. and he's landing them not and that many though not that many but he is landing some and like knocking him out and like he like overwhelms him and tricks him and you're just kind of like what ha- like you're, you expect me to believe like this guy went up against like a, I know he doesn't have a lot of his tech and stuff like that so maybe that is I just feel like it was and maybe I'm just like completely off my rocker on this I just didn't expect that hand to hand fight to be as leaning towards Scott Lang as much as it did Kang's always in in control pretty much right until the end but it like it does seem like Scott is like holding his own at certain well, points and I'm like yeah. what the fuck is this 
Yeah, because Kang's suit was broken. Kang's suit's broken. He ain't got no little blue force field. No no blasters no of blasters. any kind. Can't vaporize Scott Lang. Mm-hmm. He just has to try and stomp on his face. He tries to stomp on his face. Which is kind of brutal. Yep. And, uh, I mean, he's clearly the buffer of the two once we get that one arm out. Yes. There's no contest. Yeah, I think that, uh, (laughs) you know, Paul Rudd's, you know, a a fit man. He's a lean fit. He's a lean fit. He's not a bodybuilder He's not Jonathan Majors. He's not Creed Three. Few of us are, so no, no offense to Paul Rudd. Um, That's really all I yeah, have. Yeah, I can feel the steam. Really, I, I knew that this was going to be a shorter one. We got going there for a minute. We got up. We got up higher than I thought we would. I was like, "Oh boy, is this just going to be a real?" Peepsies. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to Guardians Three. Yeah. And like you said, Marvels. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking forward to all of the shows in between. Yeah, Secret Invasion, Loki Secret season Invasion two. is gonna be, like awesome. gonna be fun. Yeah, Loki two is gonna be awesome, uh, and it's all connected. It's all connected. You gotta see. God them forbid all. Oh, you miss one. Yeah. No, um, if you miss one, they'll just like give you a quick scene in the next yeah. movie that kind of sums it up. But if you haven't seen it, you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right. So, like I said earlier, this is not the only Story Screen Presents podcast. You can go to where you like to listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of them out there. Check it us out. Story Screen Presents. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a rating. We appreciate it. Leave us a comment. We will write you back. Um, if there are things that you want us to, to talk about with you, the listener, hit us up. We're always open for suggestions. And we've got some new stuff in the in the burner cooking uh we'll be getting some new shows we'll be hitting up some new exclusive content in the future mike and i are going to come out soon with another episode of freaking out with flanagan uh covering the films and tv shows of of the cutie patootie mike flanagan we're going to cover gerald's game and dr sleep two stephen king wonderful beauties for you next episode so stay tuned and uh, Mike, thanks for staying awake after eating yeah. lots of fried cheese Ooh. to record this episode. Mm, you are welcome. Shout out to uh, the writer of this uh, movie, Jeff Loveness, as well, who is also writing Avengers colon uh, Kang Dynasty. God help us all. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Okay. And he's known for many things. Uh, he's been like a writer on a lot of Oscars uh, shows. Like The Office and stuff. Uh, no, like the he wrote office. like the jokes for the Oscars and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah and, uh, no, no, Rick, no. I, mean, and, I think yeah. he's also a writer from and Rick and Morty, from the NBC version most, of The Office. Most notoriously for me, he has one of my favorite vines of all time. This guy? Yeah, which is called Will Father's Tarp Finally Be Mine? That's his? That's his, yes. <laughs> and I showed that to you the other day at dinner. It is one of my favorite things Will in the world. Will Father's so, Tarp Finally Be Mine? Yeah, look that up. Seven seconds of absolute bliss. I guarantee you, you will watch it at least twice. You're not ready. It is good. You're not ready. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Colon Quantumania. Peepsies. Marvel MCU. Bye. Bye. I think that went good.